Hey, what's up, Bookworms and Bannerman? Five minutes behind schedule, but that's okay. We are here, guys, to talk about the season finale of House of the Dragon, season one. But I am not alone, as always. Joining me, the Lord Commander of the Kingsguard. Now, is it Kingsguard or is it Queensguard? We don't know. Sir Scott, the bald booktuber, how are you this evening? I'm good, man. Rise of the Dragons out today. I started that. The uh, House of the Dragon soundtrack is out. I was listening to that. Uh, yeah. George says wins is coming right around the corner. So I got that to look forward to. I know 2026 doesn't seem that far away, does it? Yeah. <laughs> Good times. And you know her, you love her. Queen of the Andals, protector of the Seven Kingdoms, the mother of dragons, the first of her name, Madison Targaryen. How are you this evening? I'm wonderful. This is bittersweet for me. I can't wait to talk with you guys about this episode, but I am heartsick that it is over. Yeah, yeah, it seems like we were counting down to it and it's already mm -hmm. over. It's just it's, yeah. it's wild how fast these, you know, 10 episodes have flown by here. But, uh, you know, here we are. If you don't know, guys, I am Sir Mike Martell. But we're going to start with the news like we usually do. Uh, highest live ratings. So the uh, same night ratings ever for this show. 9.3 million on that first night. <laughs> and I'm surprised that uh, I didn't have any streaming issues. You know, uh, the, the HBO has got their servers on, on lock. Pay attention, Disney Plus. This is how a professional does it. <laughs> so uh, they expected uh, this is the highest raise for them since Game of Thrones. So uh, I think they're quite happy with how the show has went. Outside of that, the only news I really have is it seems like all the fans are like, this was amazing. This was a, just an awesome season, an awesome finale. And all the critics were like, ah, they kind of fumbled the finale. Like, okay. So I, I don't know if they're just trying to be different or whatever. But uh, I think as we proved with Black Adam, uh, no one is agreeing with critics right now. So there we are. We are just audience members. We are not critics here. But we're here to talk <laughs> about the season finale, The Black Queen. The rumors were true, guys. We did get it from just the Dragonstone perspective this mm -hmm. episode. But before we go, I like to do a nice little overall feelings. How did you feel about this episode? Take it away, Mads. How are you feeling? Since you watched it last, we still don't really know your feelings on it outside of emojis that you dropped us. <laughs> right. No, I thought it was... I thought it was gorgeous. I thought... I mean, I do have some quibbles with it. I Again, I, I, there were parts of it that were like mountaintop high, some of the best favorite moments of the season. And then there were some moments that I was just a little like meh on, but overall a just super solid episode. And um, it definitely, I mean, it ended right where I thought it would end, but man, I think that's an awesome hook for like, exactly like we've been saying all season, this has been like a huge, perfectly beautifully developed prologue and the story is about to go down. So I thought it was awesome. And Kyle, thank you very much. Uh, the ending made him react like Joe Rogan. I don't know if that's good or bad, but Scott, uh, kind of looking like Joe Rogan these days. How did you feel about this? That's a compliment. I think Joe Rogan okay. is a very handsome man. Uh, how did you feel about this episode, sir? Uh, I love the episode. So um, you're not going to hear much quibbling from me. Uh, I thought the map table looked incredible and the mm. chamber that that was in. I thought that looked absolutely amazing. Uh, I loved the showdown on the bridge. I thought that tied nicely back to episode two. Mm. where we had a very similar scene. I thought that was fantastic. Uh, I love the rainy stuff. I love the Corliss stuff. I, if, if there were problems, I'm waiting to hear them because I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, and uh, with me, where I said last week was probably in contention for my least favorite episode of the season. And like I said, for me with this show, that's like an eight instead of a nine. Uh, this is probably in contention for my favorite episode of the season. This is where I predicted 
six weeks ago where the season was going to end, mm-hmm. Austin Farms in here, and I, I think it's just because it's it's perfect place. And I, I got to wonder, did they did 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 Stannis not have any idea that you could light embers underneath the table and do that? Because <laughs> holy hell, I would never. It's a way cooler. Yeah, I would never <laughs> stop using that. That would like to be constantly on. You know, so I just, yeah, really, really impressive. But uh, it looked beautiful. Of course, with uh, your boy Jawadi is going to sound beautiful. Mm. And I mean, this is just uh, one of the biggest moments of this book right here. And I was anxious. It was one of those kind of things where I was just. I knew it was coming and I wanted to see it, but I started dreading it about halfway through the yeah. episode. Oh God, I know this episode. With the way they started the episode off with, with Rhaenyra and, and Luke, I knew where they were going to be in this episode for, for sure. sure. And I already kind of started being like, oh God, no. You know, and my wife yeah. was even like, oh, I hope nothing happens to these kids. I was like, oh no. <laughs> you ever watched this series before? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, very, very great episode. And we're going to get into it now, guys. So like I said, as we as we thought, it's going to be the Black's point of view, and uh, we already trying to talk about the painted table here, opening up with that before it was lit up. Luke with his hand on Driftmark there, and seeing he's very much worried about that, uh, basically saying he can't even get on a boat without getting seasick. And I'm like, well, that's a bad luck of the draw right there. But I did think it was really kind of like unironically sweet, where he's like, I'm afraid I won't be as perfect as you. And I was like, oh, that's really really sweet. And I think you really do see her. She loves her kids. You can say what you want about Allison Rhaenyra. The difference there is Rhaenyra does love her children. I think that's mm-hmm. not even a question, especially after this episode. Yeah. Yeah, really, was, really nice moment. Yeah. As someone who has very, very, very sweet little boys who say stuff like that, like, like they think you're perfect. And like that is, it made my heart melt. And knowing what was coming, I was just like, why they have to make him such a sweetheart? And he's so self-aware. Like he's like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be good at this. And I'm like, you're probably right. Like it's not a great, great choice, but yeah, I, I love that opening scene. It was very heartwarming. And I love that they're really showing like these human interactions and, you know, we're seeing them as these like, you know, Queens and monarchs and rulers and warriors. And it's good to see them as parents and humans as well. Yeah, yeah, nothing, nothing really bad to say about that. But uh, Rainey's does show up. Dragonstone delivers the news, and yeah. just like Rainey's always does, she never really just uh, sugarcoats anything. She's like, "Yeah, your dad's dead." <laughs> he just dead. comes in right, just like says it. Got <laughs> think about what she's been through in the last like three hours has been, uh, you yeah. know, quite an ordeal. Yeah, she's like, I have an important message to deliver. Like, let's. I mean, I thought it was nice that she was like, "Listen, he was my cousin. He was a good man. Mm-hmm. He was a kind-hearted person." But like, we're, there's more bad news. Like, I love. I would love to make this all about your dad, but <laughs> I yeah, got I think news. that uh, basically Damon read Twitter and he's like, "Okay, I got to speak for Twitter. Want to know why you didn't cook Aegon on the high towers?" Basically, and I like what she says. That wasn't my war to start. You know? I actually so- love that exchange because it felt like us versus the comments. Like, <laughs> like Damon was like, "Why didn't you just burn him?" And she's like, "It wasn't my place." And I'm like, "That's what I said." <laughs> so. Yeah, I like that a lot, and I like Damon uh, just assuming that Allison killed him uh, because I thought that tied nicely to the last episode where he felt like the uh, milk of the poppy was just poisoning him slowly and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I thought those I'm sorry were to hear that, Jaden, that you didn't you didn't watch the show, but I, I'm I, I appreciate the support you know for hanging out with us. Uh, you're always welcome here, so uh, I hope you can enjoy welcome. something that we're talking about <laughs> without having any idea uh, of the context of what we're talking about. But yeah, hey, thank hmm. thank you. Uh, anything else about, uh, about, about this scene, uh, that we want to talk about before we really get to, you know, into the, another labor scene. Cause this show is really good at showing baby birthing scenes, but uh, <laughs> anything about this before we go on? I mean, 
like I said, I think Rainey's isn't exactly one of the mince words. And again, you got to understand that she might not be with Allison, but she's, she's not exactly a hero. She thinks they killed her kid, you know? Well, and I think it's important to show that she's waiting to talk to the head of her household. Like she's not, she like Corliss is alive and she's not going to just make huge decisions like this because it's like they, it makes sense for them to be team Rhaenyra because of their granddaughters and the betrothals and everything. But at the same time, she's like, I don't like you. Like that's fair. And so she's, I, I think it's fair for her to not necessarily bend the knee until she's had a chance to at least talk it over with Corliss. Um, I felt like there was something else I want. Oh, I think it was important to note that going forward, it's fair for Rainera to believe that this whole ordeal killed her baby. Like, mm-hmm. she just found out her dad died. She just got completely blindsided by this because she left King's Landing thinking things were going pretty well. Right. Mm-hmm. And so... Like she just got like double whammied with this crazy amount of stress and then immediately goes into labor. So like, I think it was important that it all happened all at once to show that like she has grudge upon grudge upon grudge going forward. Like this is a very layered thing for her now. Yeah. I like what Carl saying here. I hope they use the table in the next year's opening sequence. Blood stuff uh, this year was a mystery. I'm not going to lie. I tried to cipher that the, the blood stuff at the beginning. And I'm like, once you get past like Jaharis, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And I know it has been changing. Like I did see uh, Amon has the uh, the blue sapphire now and stuff like that. But I- I'm not going to slow that down to watch it every single week, yeah. uh, guys. So, I mean, there are channels that do that. You can find that. But uh, I wouldn't mind that at all, honestly, if they did that. But I don't think they will because they want continuity. But, uh, yeah, that would have been a neat idea to use the table, I think. It would have been just a different. Yeah, amount. really cool. And they could still use the blood if they wanted to, I think. Mm-hmm. Or in there. Totally. Hmm. I don't know. Would have been a good idea. Uh, so, uh, Rainier goes into labor early, miscarries. Now, in the book, uh, Vicinia, that was the, going to be the baby's name, mm-hmm. was uh, the form of monstrosity. Uh, they said she had a hole where her heart was supposed to be. Uh, I think she had a scaly tail, so kind of dragonish. Mm-hmm. And if I recall correctly, this is the second one of these that this happened to Damon with. So maybe it's not them, maybe it's him, you know, because I think this happened with uh, with Lena as well, right? Then the show didn't either yeah. time. Yeah. So was that fun and to they watch? Did, they did show that there was some like scaly skin, knobby spine, like kind of a kind of a deformed looking skull. So the baby clearly wasn't going to thrive, <laughs> probably not even survive, no matter when she went into labor. But I'm sure that's like that point is moot to her at this point. Um, I will say that the labor scene in general. I feel like it's part of a quibble for me. Um, I feel like this show in general, Game of Thrones, received so much kind of negative nitpicking about all of the sex that was in it. And so I feel like with House of the Dragon, they still want to make it kind of like gory and and like envelope pushing and stuff that's kind of hard to watch. But instead of any sex this season, they just did it with like four really graphic labor scenes. (laughs) And... Again, I know it's all it's all canon. It's all in fire and blood. And this is a story of royal wounds, basically. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. I feel like we're like, okay, this is like the fourth time we've had to watch a labor scene where we're like, oh, there is a lot of blood, but it's all, like, amniotic. Like, you're not seeing as many, like, 
I mean, we did see a head get lopped off last week, so I'm not complaining, but it just feels like they're really trying to shift gears and be like, okay, we got a bad reputation with all the like soft core porn, so we're going to go foot fetish and labor and delivery. Okay. Too many bursting is not enough titties. I think that's yeah, that's quite accurate. And uh, that, that would be one adjustment I would recommend to uh, this season, too. I mean, uh, it's, it's Game of Thrones, guys. I'm expecting to see these things. You know, it doesn't make me a, any less of a delinquent that I already was. But, you know, uh, I, I wouldn't I, be I think, opposed to less birthing scenes next season. Yeah. That, that'd be all right with me. Yeah, I mean, I knew it is really, really important here, obviously, this this season, setting this all up. Sure. And stuff, so. Like, they didn't uh, add anything. Like, yeah. This is all from the books. Right. But... I'm still, I mean, again, and I, I don't have anything against it because this is the story of women. And that is, you know, like, like um, Emma said in the first episode, like mm -hmm. this is part of their duty. So I don't That's have a complaint really, yeah. but I'm just kind of like, you know, we're seeing a lot of placenta in this season. <laughs> like, I mean, I'll say it's really great acting though. Cause I mean, oh, I've seen, so I've where they're like, <clears throat> and then their babies are like, nah, bro. no, I've been <laughs> there before, and done that. Before, and uh, you know, C-sections and before, before, uh, uh, what do they call it? The, the shot that they give, that they give ladies now. Anyway. Epidural. Epidural, then, thank yeah. you, thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, I know for a fact that uh, yeah, it was it is gonna be like that. But uh, yeah. yeah, I'm with I'm, I'm with this one here. To me, it just looked like a baby that wasn't fully formed. I didn't get right. dragon monster vibes. I, I think so too because it, it was. Yeah. I mean, even the Macer is even like, yeah, this is really early, like really right. early. I just looked at it. Well, I watched it twice, funny. and the second time I paused, and they the, the baby was definitely deformed. So okay. like the spine was super knobby, and the skin was like a blackish, and it had scales, like it had a pebbled skin and then the the uh, actual skull had like like um a crest on the skull so like there was some deformation going on there but they didn't want to I, I mean i like how they did it though because they didn't want to make it like in your face like a little like baby dragon so it's just just enough to be like eh, that wasn't going to go well either way you have a stronger stomach than me i definitely wasn't going to pause anymore. yeah <laughs> i was about to say that uh jay what this is rise of the dragon came out today it's just a another illustrated history which i know he's just already gotten all the comments that i talked about it on twitter about like our oh, worship finished robot. he didn't even do this this is elliot and linda who do west mm -hmm. Road. so it's his notes and then it's really just about the illustrations for me. That's just what it is. If, to me, if it's Song of Ice and Fire and it says George R. R. Martin on, I'm buying it. So, yeah, just came out today. It's really cool. And it's a straightforward versus three or four different accounts of stuff. There's one. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, yeah, yeah. This is, uh, you know, multiple accounts of what happened. This is just, yeah, actual history. So, right. And the illustrations are really great. I haven't had a chance to really do anything besides look at the illustrations and say it doesn't have a lot of stuff that wasn't already in World of Ice and Fire. But, you know. Right. Anytime there's new Song of Ice and Fire Song of Ice and stuff, I gotta grab it. Okay, so Damon uh, Wallace is going on. He decided he's gonna go ahead and start the War Council, and uh, Rhaenyra has Jace deliver the news that uh, no decisions be made without her, and Damon's not quite happy about it. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I, props to Jace there for standing up because you know I think I feel like everybody's scared of Damon except maybe Amon who worships him a little bit, as they but, should be. But yeah, uh, dude is like, Yo, did you hear me, bro? I'm talking <laughs> right now. You know, so good for him for standing his ground a little bit there. Yeah, uh, I mean that takes some balls for sure. Uh, that's his stepdad, but his stepdad will just wring his neck and get him out of the way if he wants. Yeah, to. he's got no problem choking a mofo. <laughs> But uh, Damon takes his frustrations out on uh, well, Stefan and Lauren by threatening their loyalty with Caraxes. And I didn't think this was really necessary. I mean, it was quite clear they had chosen their side. But I do like the part where he's like, don't pretend now 
and then change later because it won't be a quick clean death you know if you, if you guys do it that way so that's just you know that's the way that damon i don't know i feel like that was kind of a teaching moment for jace you know something that maybe yeah. the right here wasn't going to really teach him so he kind of wanted to teach him here you know sometimes you gotta you gotta scare him a little bit to make and sure stronger and i think it was a, a decent message because it's not that's not unheard of to say what someone wants to hear to not get killed and then secretly run off and do something else so i mean that was, i think that's good to be like listen if, if you're not on our team, I understand. Well, it give you an honorable death. But mm -hmm. if you trick me, if you try to make a fool of me, I will kill you in a much more terrible way. That's a, that's a great message. I love it. And they, and <laughs> they kept superimposing it with Rhaenyra screaming and showing Cyrax screaming along with her. Uh -huh. uh, that's, that's something uh, I think it is rather important this episode. Uh, we're going to talk about the, the whole link with the dragons. I think that's way up for discussion after this episode uh rohan yeah we can talk about why why damon lost his cool right near we'll, we'll, we'll get to that part uh we're kind of going trying to go in episode order so we don't go all over the place but we will we will discuss that because i know it is a quite the issue today apparently people thought that damon was a great guy or something i don't know but we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about that for sure Eamon probably has a Damon poster in his room without a doubt. <laughs> he, he's too shy to ask him to sign it, but he really probably wants that signature. I'm thinking. I know I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, Eric arrives with, uh, with the Sarah's crown. Now in the book, if I recall, it was Stefan. This was Stefan that arrived, not Eric, but I actually kind of like the way they do it here. It actually gives more. Of yeah. It. So he's here to bend the knee basically says like, I'll be your, he gives the whole oath, you know, no kids, nothing that like that. I, I basically, it sounds almost like, the Kingsguard version of taking the black, right? I like the scene a lot. The only confusion I had was the timeline because he doesn't have a dragon to fly in on. It's probably three or four days by ship. Ah, maybe Gidry um, gave him a lift. You know, he's he's got he's got fast travel. <laughs> you know, I don't but. I don't know if he caught a lift with someone or what the deal was, but that if I had a quibble, that would be my only one. Is I don't know how he maybe, got there so quickly. Maybe Rainey's gave him a lift because he was trying to help Rainey's escape. Right, oh, I can think it's possible. Of. I don't. Know, I didn't yeah. even think about it until just now. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. I know I did. And that's the kind of thing that people call nitpicking, but just really starts to, I mean, it doesn't bother me until it's, they do it over and over right. and over again. And it's like, you know, like happened in Game of Thrones where mm -hmm. I'm like, you can't establish how long it takes to get from point A to point B prior in your show and right. then break the rules. But right. this, I'm willing to let it go because they haven't done a lot of other stuff like that. But it does, I'm, It is. I do notice it. I'll put it that I'm way. I'm assuming some time went by between uh, when Rainey's got there and when Eric sure. got there because she does still deliver the baby during this time, you know, it's and, yeah. and, and, and bury the baby, you know, so. Yeah. yeah, it could, it very well could have been two to three days. And it doesn't take much more than that to sail to Dragonstone from King's yeah, Landing. Three, four days. I'm Like I said, I'm not flipping tables about it. I was just no, curious about the time. But I did notice, yeah. There's a lot of table talk in this episode. <laughs> I find that Damon's voice changes. Sometimes it sounded high pitched, another time deep. That's just Matt Smith. If you see him in Doctor Who, he has a different voice almost every scene. That's that's just him. <laughs> so, I mean, I didn't. I guess I didn't notice it a ton like this. But uh, uh, Eric is the superior brother. There, I said. You know, this kind of made me think. <laughs> and it seems like I keep making like old wrestling references with this show. It reminds me of the Monday Night Wars, where guys were flipping between WWE and WCW, and they were taking the championship championship belts with them to the new show that's kind of what it feels like here with the crown so uh yeah I, i'm here for it but uh at least now i'm like okay i got it right was it eric or Eric? i put eric in my notes so i got the right the, one the easy way to remember it is eric with an a is with allison and Aegon. that's ah. easy to remember it ah, okay 
right. Brilliant. Pretty good. Thank you. Thank you. You just, you just, but uh, Rhaenyra's coronation, uh, not quite as grand as scale, but I'm going to lie. It was quite touching. I thought, I thought it was very well done. And she looks great with the crown on, you know, that's that's not always a guarantee. Some people look goofy with these crowns on. So I I think uh, I also look great with a crown on. (laughs) Now, I thought that you were going to be wearing the crown tonight to to, to show your support. You know, next week, you got a Viserys crown next week. All right. We got to get a Viserys crown for her. I did know you did notice that Rainey's or I'm sorry, uh, yeah, Rainey's was the only one who did not kneel. Correct. Yes, thought that, mm-hmm. thought that was pretty good. Definitely noticed that. She's yeah, gang. I noticed it, but but again, I kind of knew what she was doing. I'm like, she's just she's holding out. It's not it's not an act of rebellion. It's just give me a minute. Like, I just love Eve Best. Her performance this entire season has been great. She just has that wry smile whenever she's looking at Rainier. I just love it. Just and she's just so like um regal and i love that it ties back to like i mean every time i see her she seems regal and allison said it herself like you were better suited for mm-hmm. the role and mm-hmm. i know she was partly you know playing to her ego there a little bit which is smart sure but i mean it's true she's so regal and she just carries herself in a very queenly manner that's a great question here. House the Hawk wants to know, what do you guys think would have happened if Jace went to Storm's End instead of Luke? Probably things would have went differently, I think. Because, I mean, uh, I mean, Eamon doesn't exactly like Jace, but I don't think it would have set him off quite that much. you know. But uh, I, I think it would have gone bad in a different way because uh, Eamon would have still called him a bastard and still called mm-hmm. him. Yeah, maybe, maybe Jace would have more hothead about that. Yeah, I but maybe know. his dragon wouldn't have, like, Spit a little <laughs> fireball. Maybe. Well, maybe I also not. think that maybe Jace seems like a he's not quite as much mama's boy as Luke is. No, Luke's very much my mom told me go there to be a messenger not because he even repeats that exact same line. My messenger yeah. not a right. here to fight. Uh and, and so I don't know, Jace might have actually accepted that fight and Boros might have had to throw both of their asses out. You know, who knows? Who knows? But yeah. uh there's so many fun what ifs. Like mine still mm-hmm. is what if Sansa pushed Joffrey off of the <laughs> there in, in the yeah. first book you know that, that that's always i love playing what ifs with this universe it's it's, it's yeah. so much fun it really is so uh rainy says go to corliss and tells him basically uh first uh you abandoned me so i'm mad at you so you need to shut up and listen <laughs> but uh he's uh basically uh okay cool uh i like where he says our pursuit of the iron throne is like bro your pursuit of the iron <laughs> over uh but uh he's ready to retire you know say we're just gonna mind our own business and now she's <laughs> yeah. like uh, you do know you still have grandkids involved in all of right. this, right? You and can't I guess Switzerland people... on this deal, that's not gonna work. You don't yeah. just get to go retire off somewhere and just pretend you nothing. know who gets to do that. People in Essos, oh. way over in the uh, you know, the, the way in the yeah. east, that's like, what yeah, your we don't son care, did. Over there. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's where they're going, but uh, I, I thought it was a, a really great scene. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think that Stephen Trusson's been on the show enough honestly i think every he's time been he's, on, he's been great you know and i know that was one of the one of the some people a lot of people had concerns about him but again I, I don't think there's been any acting performance i haven't liked like i saw someone on the discord the other day that like ranked all the actors and they had like half of it like five out yeah. of ten. Like, you must have a much higher expectation of acting than i do because i think all these actors are crushing awesome yeah so my uh, only concern with Toussaint coming in was he said he hadn't read the book and he wasn't going to yeah but he clearly he only read the parts that he was in i mean i mean I get it. it. It didn't hurt anything because he's been fantastic. So. Which is actually kind of funny since his this whole part of Fire and Blood is maybe 200 pages. Like, you really couldn't have buckled down and read 200 <laughs> pages, but okay. Right. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, you got lots of people like, I mean, like the fact that everyone that was making Dune read the book except Rebecca Ferguson because she said she just made her mad. You know, I understand Dune's a hard book for some people to read, but uh, Tony says he wishes they had made this season 14 to 16 episodes with less frequent time. Just bro, I would always take more. Sure. But what I said with this is like, I understood that this show is supposed to be about the dance. So yeah. I understood why they couldn't slow it down and not do the, yeah. the time. Jumps. They just, just they didn't want to get to the point where they were having, you know, actors and actresses that were teenagers having kids that were teenagers, you know? So I, I get why they did it. Mm-hmm. Sure. I would have took more. I definitely would have took more. Yeah. But, uh, that's probably a good point. Like that's why I enjoyed the second. I mean, I love the first half of the season. Like I have no complaints almost, but like, I love the second half because it just felt feels less rushed. Like we're getting recaps almost for the first half of the season. And then the second half of the season, it feels like real game of Thrones episodes. So I get that, but you know, I also don't want them to try to wring more out of it than right. Was there. Yeah, that's that's where you get dangerous there. Uh, so so fancy fanatic fanatic says I love how the show makes me deeply care about the Kingsguard, especially Westling and Eric. I think that is something they do better on here, but I also mm-hmm. think it's because besides uh, Barristan, I think everyone in the Kingsguard was just kind of scumbags on Game yeah. of Thrones, right? I mean, Mary especially bitch, John especially, yeah. Yeah, all those Maybe. people were scumbags. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, trash. But yeah, I think everyone's glad the time jumps are over. What yeah. what I will say is, I'm kind of bummed out about is I was like, man, I think the actor playing Luke is really good. I was like, it's like he's going to be gone after he this. Did a episode. great job. But yeah, he was really really good, really good. So uh, where are we at? So the painted table, like I said, uh, with the embers, is stunning. Uh, stunning. So Rhaenyra asks for a count on her force. I, I actually, I, I love where. To see where she, I don't like slow motion guys, but her walking in with the crown, awesome, awesome scene. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely just awesome and really just set the tone for for what's happening here. But she asked for a count on her forces: thirty knights, one hundred crossbows, and three hundred minute arms. And Damon is channeling me when he says, "Yo, what about our nukes, guys? Uh, let's talk <laughs> about the dragons, right?" So let's do the math here. The Green's got three dragons. Yes. Uh, one of them's Bagar. I think he should count yes. at least three. All right, but but we're just doing this by you know actual number here. Three dragons. So the blacks got seven ready to go. Three more that are riderless. Four that are unclaimed, and there's also three eggs that are incubating, which may or may not come up later in this. Just not going to say. Uh, so fourteen versus three. That uh, I like those odds. I mean, those are pretty good. Yeah. That's, it's that's, pretty that's generous good. though to count all of those. <laughs> like it takes. I mean, it takes years to find riders for these dragons. Yeah. Like you have to basically scrape up bastards, you know. Like it's it's not trivial for someone to claim a dragon. But there's going to be a which lot is of why trial I love Amber doing it. There's a lot of trial and error, and the error ends up in you turning into dust, barbecue, ashes, yeah. Dracaris all over the place. So, like, I'm like, it's a little premature to count all of those, including the eggs, because even though dragons mature quickly, we're still talking a couple of years. Like. <laughs> It's just how it's just funny how it's a little bit like, you know, counting the chickens before they hatch kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it also, I'm like, you and my husband was like, one of their dragons is that like really, 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 really big one, right? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, that should count as more. He said exactly what you said. So I'm like, these are good points. I'm not saying that they're necessarily like flush or even, but. Damon, I think, is really getting ahead of himself with this dragon <laughs> count right now. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but even even if it's seven to three, it's not bad. It's 
not bad. Feeling True. Pretty good about that. Uh, pop culture. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm from Houston. Uh, so <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel bad. Uh, thank you guys. to learn about me is I don't, I don't talk trash about sports, but I do support my team. And I understand if you don't like them, but I'm glad that you enjoy the channel and house of the dragon. So much. Mm. I do appreciate that. That's a lie though. Mac, Mike does talk <laughs> trash about sports. Uh, only, only about Yankees fans because they're <laughs> the worst. They are the literal worst. They are the Dallas Cowboys of baseball fans. Uh, Two teams uh, so right there. Four, am I doing, is it 14 to three or 13 to four? I'm, I'm, I'm not as good as Damon. Apparently he's, he just rattles this off. I believe it's 14 to three. Uh, was the count because I think there's 17 total. Do you think you think Damon uses spreadsheets? You think he's that type? <laughs> I mean, he might. He might. Excel. He, yeah. He's very manic- meticulous about these kinds of things. But, he uh, excels in dragon. Oh, <laughs> that's a platinum dead joke right there. So uh, uh, she says, "Look, I'm not ready to turn the land to ash, right?" And so it's you know obviously playing back to you know. Mm-hmm what we know happens with uh, yeah. her descendant. And Rhaenyra but, uh, respects that. that. Like, that's good. Rhaenyra here, or sorry, Rhaenys. Rhaenys right. hears her saying all these super logical things about how, like, maybe we should at least consider some sort of a treaty because I don't want all these people to die. Yep. Um, and it just goes to show that, like, both of these women i know that it's not all but it is like the show is kind of it's about allison and running yeah. it goes to show that anybody with half a brain can show that they are smart like they're not just like power hungry like they're both at one point or another every decision they make they're considering both sides of it and they're mm-hmm. trying to be logical and they're trying to think about human lives and their family and what's best for the actual realm what's best what's best for westeros and i appreciate that they show that sure they all make bad decisions and they all um make emotional decisions and they all want the best for their own kids but they still consider the big picture and i think they've done a good job of showing that with both of these women See, that's why she's on the show, guys. She brings it. She brings it. Well, that's why it was hard for Rainey's to pick because she's like, I see Allison's points, but sure. I also see Renera's claim and her the fact that she is making points that aren't selfish. Like she's thinking of this at, for the good of the realm, and I think they've done a good job showcasing that that these aren't just straight villains. Like this is truly a gray a morally gray show and it's so human. I just really like how they've done that. I also think it is still a little bit, I mean, she doesn't have that ambition anymore, but I still think it has been back of her head. Like, I don't want to watch them take this shit from her just like they took it from me, you know? So I think that, mm-hmm. that still plays into it a little sure. bit, but yeah, I think she's also like, okay, she seems like she's going to, she's surrounded by all these guys who are like war, 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 war. She says that to Corliss, we got to go because they're just yeah. like pushing her to fight and she's standing her ground, you know? So I think she's looking at this, She's looking at the, uh, the the lineup card here, and she's like, "Which one of these is more likely to be an awful ruler?" Hmm. Not really hard to hey, decide. <laughs> we'll, we'll say so. Yeah, great, great stuff. So she says it's time to shore up their allies: the Starks, the Tullys, the Baratheons, the Arryns, and the Velaryons. Now, Rhaenyra is confident that the Arryns are obviously due to her mother being one that they probably got them. I don't exactly know why. Maybe you guys can remind me. Damon's pretty sure the Tullys. Is there like a link there that I'm not thinking of? Because I thought he would be like, uh, yeah, I've got holdings in the air in the veil as well. As well, I didn't know what, why he thinks that Grover Tully, which by the way is, are all the Tullys named after Sesame Street characters? Yeah, <laughs> oh, Grover, Grover and, and Oscar. Kermit, Grover, Kermit, Oscar, <laughs> Elmo. Uh, the other ones. Oh, there's an Elmo Tully. Yeah. Oh, God bless George. He's great. Yeah, he's the best. Um, 
I don't remember what the connection is. There's some familial connection, but I don't remember what it is. Yeah. So Borman Baratheon has passed away. Uh, so Boros is going to be more of a toss-up state, if you will. So, uh, But the council is then interrupted by Otto, who brings terms. Now, I believe in the book, Otto isn't there. It's Grandmaster Orwell, who's hoping that they can just try to get this done with peace. And uh, yeah, I think she she like she like then she like rip his chains off and give it to her maister or something like that. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. She rips off the hand, which I thought was really really cool. But I think this is like you said, Scott. They just want to kind of play back, you know, call back to that earlier episode where Otto and Damon, and then yeah, it was so a great visual. Once again, she comes and lands on the dragon. So uh, yeah, yeah, great, great, great stuff here. So, that uh, and my favorite part of it was Orwell uh, <clears throat> giving her that piece of paper from the book that she had. Yeah. Yeah, my when wife was saying in the beginning, she's like, why are they showing this flashback to when they were kids? And I was like, well, we'll see. That's we'll, why. We'll see. Yeah, it's it's always going to be relevant. I think yeah. it's funny that they never show the riders dismounting from the big dragons because there's no way to make that look cool. You just, <laughs> just like slide down the side. <laughs> no doubt. So they show them like getting off the saddle and then next thing you know, they're like hopping down. And I'm like, they, there's no way to look cool. Okay, so check this out. The page was a miss for me. Why would Allison have that after all these years when a large portion of those years Allison was outright hostile towards she Rhaenyra? Cherished it still. Let me tell you something. My wife, we graduated high school in the 90s and she still has notes that her yeah. and friends wrote to each other. Women Same. hang on, they're hoarders, bro. They yeah. hang on, they hang on to stuff. So it, she it, cherishes. <laughs> I mean, she still cherishes their friendship. In the words of Phil Collins. You'll be in my heart. Oh, so oh, wow. that's good. Phil Collins drop. I I thought the show did a good job of showing them both trying to reconcile several times. Mm -hmm. So I I bought into that for sure. Yeah, I think Allison might also be playing on the fact that when Rhaenyra left King's Landing, they were talking about rekindling their friendship. Mm -hmm. They were she was going to come back and they were going to spend time together. So uh, I think she might be trying to play on that a little bit. But the terms are. Bend the knee. Uh, you get to keep Dragonstone and Driftmark as family heirlooms, and you get kids get positions in the king's court. Dame was like, "Yeah, I'm not going to do that, so you guys can make my kids." Yeah. Like, hold and I will say, they were they were generous terms. Yeah, like, I understand. I mean, let it go of Dragonstone and Driftmark, a big deal. Yeah, yeah, I do understand that they were unacceptable, like <laughs> to Damon and Rhaenyra. But like, as far as terms go, they were generous terms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. I mean, they could have showed them been like bend the knee of death. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, that's what Otto wanted to do. It's you know? great because it's presented as Aegon in his wisdom presented these. And we know Aegon didn't have any. He was just like, with any of these terms. Most likely, a.k.a. your kids become hostages. Most likely. Yeah, they're basically sure. wards without having the ward title attached yeah. to them. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, but Rainey's makes her Rhaenyra. I'm sorry, Rhaenyra. I'm surprised it hasn't happened more often, honestly. Rainey's Rhaenyra. I do it all the time. Rhaenyra <laughs> makes her her rock star entrance on, on Cyrax, which is just awesome. awesome. I, I love that she I love that she lands behind them and then walks through, through them without them. even flinching. What yeah. a fucking power move, right? I mean, that's like drinking yes. someone's milkshake right there. That's like holy shit, that was balls. Yeah, I love <laughs> it. Awesome. awesome. And I don't care if it's cheap for thrills, I will never get tired of seeing a dragon land and somebody just be like a boss and get off of it. Like mm -hmm. no big deal. Just rolling in on my dragon. I will <laughs> never get tired of that. And, and my wife's auto hatred. She was hoping that she would just kind of bump him and you'd fall off the bridge. I mean, she's, <laughs> she's anxious for that one guys. Like, that's like, that's her, her, that if awesome. she had a like character death power rankings, that would be, that would be her Joffrey of this, of this season. Yeah. I'll say if someone was going to push somebody off a bridge, it should have been Sansa and Joff, but <laughs> 
But that so, would have been a good one, yeah. Rhaenyra, uh, she gets the term. She gets the the page. She says she wants to sleep it over, mull things over. And here's the part, guys, where it seems like this has been the big, like, uh, sticking point uh, on, on the socials today is, look, I know fans love Matt Smith. I love Matt Smith. I think he's amazing. I love him as the doctor. And I love him on here. I think he's great. But they do know that Damon isn't a nice guy, right? Because I see there's all of these people just, like, shocked that he choked right here. I mean, really? I mean, uh, you, have you guys been paying attention at all this season? He's, yeah, he loves his brother, but he 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 wants the Targs to just kick ass, you know. Dominate, he wants them, yeah. Yes, he wants to be useful power and, and hated his brother. He hated his weaknesses mm-hmm. or what he perceived to be his weaknesses, but he loved him as a brother. He uh, loved him as a brother, but he didn't see him as a Targaryen king, right? And it so I, frustrates him. I think to say, well, why why did he do it? I think it's the minute she starts talking about prophecies. Because like my brother always talked about bullshit prophecies mm-hmm. and stuff. Instead of just doing what we need to do. Doing shit. I, yeah. So he's just, he, he's just frustrated. And and right here, being surprised that he didn't know the prophecy. To me, that tells me that that Viserys never even intended to make uh, mm-hmm. to make uh, Damon no. ever. Yeah. That was what it was for me, but I—I I mean, I wasn't shocked by this. And that, that, did it suck? I mean, sure. Who wants to see mom and dad fight, right? You know, but uh, it wasn't like shocking it. to me. I think they've actually humanized Damon quite a bit. Where I think he comes off as like just a big creepy monster in this book. So his unpredictability is what makes it great. So I think it's just because people just they, they aren't used to they aren't used to like having a show where you don't have a clear cut good guy. Yeah. They, I mean, because even Game of Thrones. We Even still had John. You still you had know, people like, that you could lean towards this. It really doesn't. I mean, I think right now the most is maybe Rainey's or Rhaenyra. Maybe, <laughs> you know. So uh, I don't know. I think they just they just aren't they aren't ready for it. But that's why I've said that I feel like people are going to flip back and forth on these characters so yeah. many times. So yeah. I liked it. <laughs> I mean, I never like seeing violence against women. That's that's sure. That, sure. I know no, you're not that's saying definitely that. not what I mean. No, I'm just saying that. Have you guys but watched? You guys why Westeros before? You know, I, I don't know why people were shocked. Yeah. You know, oh my god, I can't believe he did that. I'm like, really? You can't believe he did that? Yeah. The guy. Who, like, I was. I was not surprised. Certainly not. <laughs> I mean, this guy. He killed his his ex wife with a with a rock. You know. I mean. Yeah, we saw that. <laughs> he's got no problem. Uh, so we better see some violence on that bridge at one point. Yes, I too wouldn't mind seeing a body or two <laughs> get flinged off of there. But yeah, here we go. Here we go. Uh, so he, uh, like I said, he doesn't want to talk about prophecies all day. He wants to kick some ass. So Corliss arrives and announces that they will support Rhaenyra and that the Stepstones are fully under their control. So things are looking good. Now, I got to touch on this. Is uh, I did see some in our thread on the Discord, some people being like, I, I, I don't understand why Corliss would choose that side. I was like, to me, it was very obvious. He looked over at his grandkids. Yeah. And that was like, yeah, how would I ever choose against my own, my own kin? You know? So mm-hmm. even if they aren't, you know, well, really if he still heirs, has ambitions yeah. of the throne and that does not necessarily mean him sitting on the throne, but it's having your granddaughter, your closest kin at this point, be the queen of the seven kingdoms. That's a good second place, right? Yeah, so I think, like you said, it's not just that he has love for his grandkids. It still suits his ambitions as the, he, I mean, it's funny because like we all like, we think about those like main families from Game of Thrones, like get that out of your mind. Like the Valarians were hot shit 200 years prior. Like they were like, yeah, they're a dead house. 
spoiler alert, at the point of Game of Thrones. <laughs> but like, like that's I mean, it's a massive, it's a massive position, like the seat itself. And so, like that's a, I mean, yeah, you gotta you gotta back who you think has the greatest advantage to win. And the way he described it, they like if with the backing of Corliss and even bringing in just a few of those houses, they're help helping to hoping to, you know, secure. They clearly have the advantage because King's Landing is ripe for siege. So yeah, no doubt. I mean, things are looking good now because the stepstones, you can garrison that and you can I mean they basically rule the sea and the skies now if they got the Valerians. And mm -hmm. that's really helpful if you're planning on taking King's Landing via Blackwater Bay, right? I mean, this yeah. is everything. Right now it's like, how are they gonna blow this three one lead? Because I think it, it, it beginning it looked like, oh wow, they're mm -hmm. really outnumbered. Now it's especially like, if they oh. can secure Heron Hall. Like like yeah. Just from a military standpoint, King's Landing is not awesome. Like they can surround it from every angle. The only thing they have to worry about is the West. Yeah, I think so, Aegon, when he made that place, was never I'm talking about Aegon the Conqueror. Was never yes. thinking about anyone ever trying to dare challenge them. So, you know, I thought the same thing. I was like, it's not like, like from a strategic standpoint, it's not an awesome place to put all of your, you know, everything into one bucket or whatever because they really have this, the advantage at this point from a military standpoint yeah i thought the episode did a really good job of explaining the strategic advantages and disadvantages mm -hmm. of their position laying it all out i thought that was really well done mm. yeah yeah so uh so the last thing to do is to shore up the baratheons the errands and the starks so Rhaenys sends jace to the Vale and winterfell and Luke to Storm's End. And here's where my dread really started to set in. I was like, they're not going to. I told you guys, I had to literally pause it because I knew what was coming because of reading yeah. the book. And yeah. I was like, gosh. Hyperventilating. Like, I don't want to watch this. Like, they already made me love this kid. But one of the things it. in the book was that he uh, survived and he lost his memories and he went on as somebody else. That was one I of the don't possible. Don't believe options. that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's Luke? what happened, right? Happy endings. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I reread it one day. That was, they, they like joke about it. They're like, obviously this didn't happen, but like that was one of the, the wise tales. Yeah, he could have ended up like Patchface or something, like live yeah. in the sea for, <laughs> Under the sea. for weeks and then just walk out. Patchface. I didn't expect any Patchface pull this episode. <laughs> More shocking. Patchface or Phil Collins coming up this episode. I'm not sure. Well, what else do I have in my little pockets? <laughs> Uh, so she makes them swear to go as messengers, not warriors, and where she's really taking the extra minute to talk to Luke, and she's like holding his hands. My wife, that's when my wife says, don't let anything happen to this little boy. And I'm oh, like, no. I know. <laughs> and I got, a little, yeah. I got frustrated. I'm like, why? I know that Damon's doing things. I know that Rhaenyra's doing things. But why did you send your little baby boy to treat with a Baratheon I think when you, you could like have this was the safest on. one. This was the but safest again, thing for Luke. It's not yeah, the far. It's not far from Dragonstone to Storm's End. Why wouldn't you just go do it yourself instead of sending your 12-year-old? Like, it's so sad. Yeah, uh, but the idea is that this yeah. was a, 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 a no big deal because the assumption is uh, that they are related through Rainies. We automatically have this house. It's just signing the contract. Well, you know what they say about assuming. <laughs> no, I, I do. <laughs> I'm sure she'd like to have this one back, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, I can't really. It kills you know, me. I can't really, you know, say, "Oh man, what a terrible idea." I mean, I get it. You know, you're gonna send yeah. your, your son. I mean, at that point, like, if you, <laughs> if you were him and you landed, and you see Vagar, 
you turn around, right? That'd be a good idea. Yeah. That's what I would, I think that the, in, get, again, he's not been, tra- I mean, I mean, he's been raised his whole life to be a prince of the realm, but like, that to me seems like something you would look at it and be like, my mom should know this. Like, let me turn around and go back and see what to do next. Because this wasn't in the plan. Vagar's here. <laughs> yeah, but he's trying to, uh, I know, he's a man I grown know. and he can take care of himself. And It kills me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That it's shot though with the lightning. And seeing oh, bit. man, this show so many so many things visually just like I'm literally tearing up, <laughs> including Damon uh, going to visit Vermithor. I don't oh, let's talk that. about Vermithor. Now, Vermithor, uh, now he's one of the unclaimed dragons. Now, if I recall correctly, this was King Jaehaerys' dragon. Right? Yeah, and no one's written. Well, that's what I was asking King you guys. Jaehaerys. I think Jaehaerys is the only person that the wrote only him. person that has ever written him. Correct. Red, yes, and that's an old. It's a pretty old dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, and big. And one. He's big. He's a big boy. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Exactly what did I mean? Did Damon claim Vermithor? Because I see in his eye, I, I did actually pause as you can see him like reaching out to him. Like, because the text is real specific, guys, that no writer has ever claimed two dragons. So that would be yeah. a humongous change. It'd be a, yeah. a massive difference because we know in the book who does write him, and it's someone we haven't been introduced to mm-hmm. yet. Right, right. I, I think it was just more of like a hey, buddy, hey, <laughs> just kind of like feeling Get him out. Get yourself ready. Just uh, my theory, my theory is he's he's trying to make the dragon accept Reyna, uh, his daughter, because she still hasn't claimed a dragon. I mean, but even that's going to be different than the book. So, sure. but I would accept that over Damon claiming it. two dragons. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I would accept it because what happens in the books, I feel like it would take years for that to come about. Mm-hmm. At least five or six to yeah, yeah. to wrangle up that many random dragon writers and i just i don't know if the timeline's going to be exactly the same but we've already kind of pushed the limit with big time jumps i think so i kind of again i don't hope they make that change but if that is a change they make i can totally be on board with it because i would love to see more cool chicks riding dragons (laughs) and the dance should only be like two years worth i believe in Mm -hmm. timelines so we should be Time skips. I think that Alisane's dragon is is riderless as well right now, right? Uh, Silverwing, I think. Silverwing first. I, I, I need to make a char- flow chart of dragons. Mm-hmm. My favorite one is the cannibal. When it comes to like goofy names, the cannibal, the cannibal yeah. is really good. Sheep stealer. Uh, nice little Easter egg here for you guys is that Jaharis used to sing to his dragon, and that's why Damon was singing because I think that's what he was doing all of his research when he was completely bored with life when he was uh, married to Lena and he was doing all the research. I think that's one of the things that he pulled out of there. So again, these guys do their homework and they do, do their, their homework. homework. Very, very one of the best memes I've seen all week is a <laughs> meme of, of Damon singing Backstreet Boys <laughs> to the dragon. You are my fire, my one desire. So oh, good. I, wow. good. I laughed oh, okay. too much at that. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I just want to say, holy shit, storm's end. Uh, I don't believe we ever saw Storm's End on Game of Thrones, right? No. So this was amazing, actually getting to and see it. And it was always a complaint I had. Not, I mean, just, just a hope, you know, some, you know, a missed opportunity. And it looks creepy. It looks like, if you know the history of Storm's End, like, it makes perfect sense. And it's so ominous in general. Mm-hmm. And it, it matched the tone that I had up here. 
It was yeah. nuts. Yeah, and like unlike uh, Cashley Rock that we got, this looked awesome. I mean, this was this was badass. Uh, I mean, like, Cashley Rock is not even in my head I, anymore. Well, I think <laughs> we'll see Cashley Rock and it'll be good on this show. Yeah, I think yeah, we're just scrap that other thing. Just forget yeah. everything. Just edit it out like you did that Starbucks cup. You know, just yeah. forget about it. Forget <laughs> that it ever happened. Uh, Al Dan says uh, he wants Matt Smith straddling both dragons like a pair of skis <laughs> and burning it all. So Yeah, like one leg on each. <laughs> That'd be bad. Eh? He'd be like uh, John claude Van Damme. Look at me. I can do the splits, you know. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, uh, Luke is none too pleased to see Vagar as much as we love seeing it, thinking it was really, really awesome. He's not too pleased. It was pleased, a good shot, but I was he, like, uh, good boy, he get knows. out of there. There's Run. one fucking person in this realm I don't want to see. And yeah. of course, of course he's here. Mm-hmm. So he knows Eamon beat him here. But I, I got to say, again, with the casting, Boros really does look like a young Robert Baratheon. That could definitely be one of his ancestors. Excellent, excellent casting. But uh, Boros wants to know what terms Luke brought. And he's like, "Uh, the terms that your house already agreed to when you swore fealty. And he's like, I don't know how I feel about that because (laughs) Aemon's offering to marry one of my daughters here. What are you offering? He's like, well, I'm already betrothed. And I think my wife's like, why don't you just say, you you, you know, he can marry someone else. And I'm like, well, that isn't his call to make. You know, he can take that back. I know. She sent him as a messenger, not an envoy. Yeah. Like, Exactly. I feel like Jace is probably in a better position because he's older and he's been training to be king. And so, like, he could probably have some negotiation skills. But mm-hmm. poor Luke, like, he's just like, I mean, I got a girlfriend already. Like, <laughs> he's pretty cool. He's got a <laughs> letter. That's what he's That's got. another thing I got to bring up is is how excited uh, they those those four look to marry each other. And I think so that was sweet. another thing Corliss was like about when he it saw them all really standing happily. I love the fact that they're, like, into it. Like mm-hmm. that's my boy. Like he's kind of short, but I can roll with it. Like you know, it's like, it's hey, cute. at least it's a cousin and not a brother or a sister. Mm-hmm. You know, we got that going <laughs> for us, right? But uh, yeah, so it, it it's not it's not going well. Dame uh, Amon one eye now because he pulls off the uh, the uh, the eye patch. Awesome, Sapphire. Sapphire was, was great. Something I wasn't sure if they were going to do this year or not. Really, really cool. Looks so tries good. To, tries to provoke a fight, basically saying, uh, you know. Okay, if you're not going to fight me, you know, then eye for an eye, you know, just cut your own eye out like that was going to happen. And I love that Boros is like basically like, you two take that shit outside. That's yeah, not, not under my, under my roof. roof. Not yeah. here. Yeah. I'm but not going to be a part of any of you like regicide kind of my, like. My, my wife, bless her heart, was like, oh, my God, can you just ask Boros for, you know, asylum? Just ask him for asylum at least until the storm is over. Or something. I'm like, I don't think he would have done that because that would have no. seemed like he was taking sides. So, yeah, no, it's clear you just got to get the hell out of there. But yeah, in the book, I'm pretty sure Boros is like, you know, I would rather you don't, but I can't control what you do once you're outside of my walls. But they're not right. happening in my walls. Yeah, he says that, and in the book, he had been like feasting and holding tourneys and stuff for Amond. Yeah. Like it was very, very clear. He was like, hosting him. Yeah, it was right. clear which you side he was like, leading talk towards. Shit, like, saying like, oh, you've yeah, got yeah. no balls or something like that and kind of yeah, egg him on. Yeah, daughters and the one Maris or something uh, was it's talking. Like, oh, if you're going to marry me, I was hoping instead of one eye, you had two balls or something. That's right. Like, yeah, something, something. Exactly you know, right. A classic George line, but yeah, <laughs> that, that, that antagonized him a little bit more to, to chase him. Now look, the book isn't exactly clear on all the details on what is known as Dance Over Shipbreaker Bay. That is this chase here. It says they both took the sky, Arax, uh, and then Arax's head washed up on shore three days later along with Luke's corpse. Now, this obviously, like most things with this season, tells the whole story. And it makes it seem like Eamon really isn't trying to kill him. He's just trying to scare him. He's trying to bully him. He wants him. to scare the shit out of him. Yeah. Which, he wants, which he it's like he wants him to know, like, I'm coming for you. 
but not today necessarily. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it just, it proves the theory I've always had. I don't think that this is like a unique theory or anything. I don't, I'm not one of those people who wants like a prize. I'm just saying, I've always had the theory that the Targs, they might, you know, the, the dragons might like feel their emotions and stuff like that, but the Targs don't control them. They really, no. they, they've taught them, they can just handle them better than any other house. They've taught them commands. It doesn't mean that they're going to listen to them. And you see both of them here, you know, trying to calm them down. And, he, and he's like, Vagar, listen to me. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's going to happen, yeah. right? But, Serve um, me is what he said. Good luck. Yeah, Vagar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to Hyrus, to Hyrus. Vagar above Arax was such an amazing, amazing scene. That shot right there. That's uh, wallpaper stuff, man. That's really, really kick ass. So you I got the Arax. described as uh, five times the size. And they really captured the scale well. I would have said mm -hmm. twenty five times. Honestly, <laughs> Eric is just a baby. Really, he's not. He's yeah. not. He's not really yeah. that old. Between so. the shot of Vermithor, between the shot of Vagar and the lightning, and then that shot of of Arax and Vagar together, mm -hmm. there have been some like amazing dragon shots in this one episode alone. Brent, so I know you are good. correct. I'm saying this is something I've been talking about since like the early 2000s. So, you know, for yeah. me, this season mm -hmm. overall has just been something I've been really excited about. That they're yeah. Really and it makes them. sense. Like some people are going to be, you know, better suited, like their temperament or whatever is going to be better suited to, you know, have a companionship with an animal. But that doesn't mean that they're the master of it or that there's any innate magic involved in it. No. And, uh, like I like I know people are kind of upset with this choice that they made with um Amon not being able to, like it being kind of an accident, like an oh shit moment. Mm -hmm. But I kind of liked it because at first he's having fun and he's like being a little reckless and he's just trying to scare his cousin and show him like, oh yeah, it's on. Like it's officially war and I'm coming for you. It was like a threat. Like this is the this is the the very, very beginning of this. And then when he lost control of Vagar and you can see on his face he's just and like no more wicked evil villain pissed. laughter yeah <laughs> he's just like my mom is gonna be so pissed when I go back and have to be like I can't no. wait to see that scene of him going back and telling Allison Otto oh uh, man yep this is what I did yeah <laughs> gonna be awesome hey no no I have no idea he just flew away <laughs> maybe he got hit by a bolt of lightning yeah, that's what I'd be like. Uh, so I like this. Commands are really more suggestions with dragons. It's kind of more of a guideline than a rule, right? Uh, yeah, for sure. But, uh, Indeed. I do like they show that the smaller dragons are supposed to be faster. Uh, he, and then say if it was, I think the, the story that they're trying to tell here is if it had been a clearer sky, he might have actually probably been able to get away from them. You know? Or if he wouldn't have attacked Vagar. And again, that's that's one of those things where I say, how do you, how can you say that, that dragons can feel their emotions, but they can't they can't you know control them? I, they can feel their emotions because I mean I think we even see that in the season where, where, where Damon gets shot with arrows and you see Caraxes like jump when uh, Rhaenyra is having her miscarriage, you see Cyrax yeah. reacting to it. So yeah, they can feel their emotions. And I think it's because Luke's scared shitless here, so of course yeah. Arax is going to be scared, and so we you know he does the Han Solo in the special yeah. edition, he shoots first, you know. So. Yeah. It was just the cutest little fireball. Yeah. Again, I know I always <laughs> I love memes too much, but the one where they they copy and pasted Vagar's face onto Michael Jordan during that yeah, interview. That that he, goes, he goes, Eric, shoot, she shot a baby fireball at me, and I, I took that, that personally. personally. <laughs> that to me was like the perfect. So oh, I love. I've so said the only that. thing that I like more than being able to have this water cooler discussion back is the memes. I'm glad the memes, I'm back, baby. Classic, yeah. There's one I follow on Facebook called uh, Targaryen Supremacy. They have the best. They are so, so good, guys. So, so good. 
But uh, yeah, uh, I think if, uh, like I said, if he's scared. Eric's is going to be scared, obviously. Didn't mm-hmm. end well. I, I got to say, though, Amon's face after Vagar kills him is just classic. I mean, it's like he went from like just over the top, like I'm the Emperor Palpatine, well, uh, like uh, evil uh, laughter yeah. to like, shit. My <laughs> yeah, like, I think my I might have just started yeah. a war. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, really, really great. So amazing scene. It was something that we knew was probably the best place to kind of end this A season. single chomp, too. And then it was just like debris. It's just the perfect place to Nick. end the season because people that are casuals or that don't know the story, like they're gonna be like, I need to know what happens next. I'll be tuning mm-hmm. in next season. It's yeah, perfect. I, I think so. And it, I love how they really set it up that Rhaenyra was willing to consider the turns. And she was willing to be like, listen, like maybe I should just go talk to Allison. Like, we need <laughs> to figure this out. I don't want people to die. And then she turned around and she was like motherfucker i'm going crazy mm-hmm. you're all gonna die like you could see in her eyes like she let the tears run and she's done like she's yeah, like she okay basically looks like she's considering rethinking okay. that whole don't want to be queen of ash and bone thing right, right. yeah she's like ashes and bone sounds pretty good right about now yeah so uh the that's her baby boy i mean it's not her baby it's her middle i have a middle son you know what i mean i have a middle son emma talking about it in ashes and show. bones Emma, the actress talking about it in the after show, she was like, you know, she's lost her parents. She just lost another baby, but she didn't really know what grief was until she lost Luke. You know yeah. what I love about those inside the episodes is everyone talks about them character and they like completely stump for their character. It's like not breaking character if you were a, a wrestler or something. I love that they love play, like, that they defend their character. I love that. I love it. It's really, it's really great. Mm-hmm. So guys, the dance has officially begun. See you in 2024. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Does that hurt or what? It hurts. I'm hopeful that we'll get it by like April or May and not all the way till like August or September. Not exactly two years like Witcher did. Yeah. Oh, man. I just, I I mean, I know that a lot of things change because the virus should not be named, but I'm like, I hope we can get back to this every, you know, the same month each year is when shows come back. Two years stuff between episodes now is just killing me, especially when you get young actors. I don't know that they could do it yet, though, because they didn't know how well received the show would be and that kind of stuff. But I think now they'll they'll be in a uh, now they've written them a check film. to finish the series. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. But I, I don't know. Just think about that. I'm agree with Brent here that he, he likes it. Feels like an accent. I do too. Amon's hot headed, but even he's like, yeah, regicide and then starting a war probably isn't exactly what my parents would be happy with me to do. Amon Kinslayer. Yeah, and no I don't even think Kinslayer. that like. I know that he's kind of unhinged and we like that about him. But at the same time in the last episode, like he established that like, he's like, I study the philosophies. I study the histories. Like I respect the position of King and the iron throne. Like he takes it more seriously Mm -hmm. than anyone else has. And he's just like, fuck, like this is going to be my legacy now. Like he didn't, I love, I'm with Brent. I like the fact that they kind of made an Mm -hmm. accident because Like wars aren't always started by conscious decisions. They're right. started by circumstances. And this is the circumstance that he's been served. And he's like, God damn it. <laughs> this is not gonna look good. Hey, uh guys watching, if you guys wanna, since this is the last episode, you guys want to start throwing questions or comments that you want us to discuss, do so now because mm-hmm. uh we're gonna I think we got a few minutes here. We're gonna just talk about all these things. Uh so can we all agree that Otto is the mastermind villain who needs to go? I mean, according to my wife, yes, he is he is worse than Littlefinger. So yeah, I think so. But he's so good. Yeah, great. So it's great. Good. I think it's great that she took that pen off of him and threw it in the ocean. Because you know, awesome. dude is dude like fetishizes over that pen. You see him all the time like 
with his little pen. So, you know, that hurt. That definitely hurt. You know, he's like, all right, keep you cool. But he was like, you bitch. I'm sure he was. He was not, yeah. he was not too thrilled about that. He's like, good jokes on you. I have a backup at home. <laughs> I do notice that it seems like people who were show only, the majority is team black. And, and I think that they've kind of framed it that, that, that way this season. I do think they did a good job making Allison more likable this season. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think the show has very much took a, a little bit of a black bias. Would you agree? I think so. I, I think they portrayed Rhaenyra differently than I expected and differently in a positive way uh, toward her character. So I'm really tempted to go read Fire and Blood ASAP, but I'm way too invested in the show at this point, And I want to be surprised by the show. That is the same same thing I said about The Expanse is I was loving how twisty yeah. and turning that show was. And so I started reading the books. It's like, I'm ruining the show. So I was like, I, di- I didn't want to pass it with, with, with this. I mean, this universe, I'm going to read anything that comes out for it immediately, but I totally get that. I totally get that. I mean, my wife will always be there. Yeah. Yeah. I have um, all my brothers are show watchers and one brother is a book reader and they're all watching the show. They're all loving it. But the one who was a book reader, he couldn't help himself. He had to read Fire and Blood. So last week he mm-hmm. read it. And he's like, so on one hand, I'm bummed because I know everything. He's like, but on the other hand, this is how I prefer to do Game of Thrones. I prefer to be a pompous ass book reader. <laughs> I think I like that, you know, knowing where it's going to go, but not knowing how it's going to get there. That's, yeah, that, that to me is like, that. okay, I don't I'm have to complain because like, oh no, they had this character say that to this character. Bastards. You know, I don't have to do that. I don't have to be that book reader. I could be like, oh. Well, you know, we always wondered if it did it go this way or that way, you know, and it does or a different way entirely. Yeah, it doesn't. None of them are right, you know. Death by Marvel, like we talked about last week. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I feel like these two go together here. Uh, Summer or fall of twenty twenty four is too long, and then Brian says, "Don't worry, we'll have wheel of time." Womp womp, and then Bryce Bryce losing horns. Yeah. So I like this idea from um, Michael Westneat that. Since we have time to spare, maybe we should all be hounding and bothering HBO to make like a really, really good Dark Tower adaptation. Because HBO, if anyone can do it, they could. But it needs to be a series. It can't be a movie. <laughs> uh, my hope, like I said, Mike Flanagan convinces Netflix to do it because I trust Mike Flanagan to do it. But, but do you trust Netflix? As- maybe Mike Flanagan could get in bed with HBO. <laughs> I mean, I would love to have HBO's money behind it. That's for sure. And their aesthetic that they seem to get that no one else gets. Right. I, I really think they're, you know, how I complain about how Disney just completely is just oversaturated MCU and Star Wars. I feel like that's what HBO is eventually going to do with this. But as for right now, I'm extremely happy with where it's at. So yeah. I'm like, yes, give me all the things except the John show because I don't need the, I don't I'm need to watch the John show. Yeah. I'll watch it, but I'm not asking for it. You know, no, I'm not asking for it either. No. Charlene wants to know, should I read the book? I mean, I always encourage it. Uh, if you don't yes. want to be surprised, that's that, that's fine. Like I said, I feel like even reading this more so than the, the the original series is that even reading this, you can still have surprises. Like, I mean, for example, uh, when Laris is the one who kills, you know, his own dad. I mean, that's to me was like, holy shit. You know, I, I, I never really suspected that. So you can still have those surprises. Even yes. if you know characters' fates, you can still have surprises. I mean, even, even this, yeah. you know. The, I the, will the, say, Charlene, it is not a typical book 
So it's yeah, a it's difficult kind of experience. like someone handing you a really good outline for a book <laughs> report before they write the book report. So you get the bullet points, but you don't get the meat in the middle. So I feel like it doesn't ruin the experience. Right. It's not like, oh no, because like Mike said, you get so much like, well, how are they going to get there? And these choices such as Amon not choosing to kill Luke. Mm -hmm. That was a surprise, and I loved it. So you're, it's like reading bullet points versus reading a novel. Mm -hmm. So I recommend it if you're like really into the whole franchise and you've read Game of Thrones. I don't think there's any reason not to read it. But if you want to go in totally blind, then just enjoy the ride. Yeah, if you don't want to know who wins, don't do it. I mean, if that's really the anticipation right. for you, you don't want to know who wins, who dies, when, or where. Uh, yeah, I would say don't if you if you can hold off. But uh, you know. A Witcher is not so much to discuss as a song of ice and fire. Yeah, especially hear that that story that came out yesterday about how the writers of The Witcher uh, have said that they actively hate the books and the game. Is Great hire, Netflix. Great wow. hire. That's terrible. Wow. You know, okay. it was a, that's, a, that's a real choice, you know? Like, there's plenty of writers out there who enjoy why the are you material. Why are you giving these people the job? I mean... Look how amazing this show is. Do you know why? Because they love Ryan this. Condal loves. They love this. Yeah. And I'm like, you're telling me there's no one out there working in the industry that read and loved the Witcher books. That's I a just, good writer also, yeah. Even if I was a writer that hated the property I was writing for, I'd keep that shit to myself. No shit. To myself, right? Yeah. So there, today, and then amazing. today, I think they didn't expect the negative reaction that they got, which I think is completely obtuse. How do you not expect a reaction to that? <laughs> then that was, um, they, they've already renewed the show for seasons four and five, but they haven't hired a writing team for it yet. So mm -hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, you guys just dropped that after that. Yeah, that's a strange it. thing to let leak, especially when Henry Cavill himself has made it known mm, yeah. so They're clearly that them. he respects the source material. Yes. Why would you let that leak that your writing team doesn't give a shit? That's dumb. Bad PR. Bad PR. I love this from Brian. I'm just glad Laris wasn't in the room during the choking scene. <laughs> That's terrible, but great. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, already. No, I mean, how many kinks can one guy have? <laughs> Peter Baelish's little finger, Lyra strong as little toe. <laughs> like Love that. it. That's hilarious. I've seen that. Okay, I like here's that. a good guess. Without getting too much into spoilers, my guess season two will open with Jace flying to Winterfell. Can't wait to see it again. Uh, that's a good place for it to open. Uh, I think we do see something that has to do with a bodily fluid and a food. Uh, in, in season two, episode one, because I think that will, that's a, the, the, the thing we've been talking about is like the big moment. I think that will be a great welcome back to this world, everyone. And we'll have the internet on fire with mm -hmm. what happens there. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I think that. Yeah. I will definitely plan a um, celebratory reread of Fire and Blood before season two comes out. Um, sure. I don't know if well, I have any predictions about the opening scene. But my heart would do backflips of joy to see Winterfell again on screen, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think it was good. Uh, Nolan wants to know if you have a dream casting for Kagan Stark. For me, I trust this casting department at this point. So I choose Sean Bean. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Too old, actually. <laughs> oh, that's a Marin Trent throwback right there. <laughs> yeah, Michael's with The next two years should spend petitioning for an HBO Dark Tower show. That's what I'm saying. That was my guy right there, yeah. I, I think would, that those I, those rights are still that. haven't expired from Amazon yet because they did record a pilot and they didn't pick it up. So you got to wait mm -hmm. for the rights to uh, you know expire, which they clearly will, and uh, see who picks them up. I'm sure someone will. Stephen King properties are just way too valuable, even if they never mm -hmm. make it. 
it's just yeah. way too valuable to let anyone else have it. Got to squat on those rights and never make anything. Yeah, that's the way. That is the way. I want to see the Craig and Jace bromance. Hope the show keeps that part of the book. I have faith they will. They, they, they respect the source material. So, I mean, they're going to do as much as, as Damon singing like Jaharis used to, to Vermithor. Yeah, they're, 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 yeah. they're not going to And that, that relationship, that friendship has so much payoff later that I think that they would be crazy not to embrace it. Yep. Only unforgivable act so far as Allison not taking care of Viserys' model city. That's that pretty shitty. It's pretty shitty. Covering his Legos with sheets? Come on. There there had to be somebody that wasn't doing anything that was a household servant or something that could have, you know, cleaned up some cobwebs or some shit. I mean, that's there. like me. I'm like, hey, tell my wife, hey, when I die, I take care of my books. You know? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> don't cover them up with a sheet. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I told my oldest daughter the other day, I said, if I tragically die suddenly, do not let dad take my books to Goodwill. Like, don't do that. <laughs> Best dragon design for me, Caraxes is just so cool. Caraxes is my favorite dragon in this universe. I named my 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 red challenger after Caraxes for that reason. I gotta say, I really like Vagar though. He is even better than I expected. But I don't think any Beautiful. of them. I think I love that they all look different. That's I haven't been let down yet. Like I'm super pleased. I mean, I guess you can you can justify the fact that Daenerys's dragons all look basically identical with the fact that they're all from the same clutch of eggs. Maybe like maybe that's the reasoning behind it. But I love the fact that they all look so unique. I'm a huge Sunfire fan. That's just me personally. But uh, I, I'm not ready to pick a favorite dragon. <laughs> yeah. I have never read the book, and honestly, I didn't know it was supposed to be a two-sided thing. Show clearly positions Rhaenyra as the good side. At Ooh, least you think so? Me. We'll see about. I that. agree personally. <laughs> I zip. That's all I'll say. Yeah, no, I, I do agree. This, this season has definitely framed it that way. I do think so. I I felt like that when I was reading the books personally. See, me, I got my team black garbs on. Yeah, today. she's never hid, guys, that she's team black. No, never at all. <laughs> Uh, so uh, I love Rhaenyra as a character. So who needs awesome dragons when you can get shirtless Rand tied to a wheel? I didn't oh. even watch the trailer, guys. So I'm so not excited for season two of Wheel of Time. I haven't even watched this. Trailer. Mike, I haven't watched the trailer yet either, which is so ironic since we literally had an after show special for it. I watched um, the trailer. I'm just not. I, I'm not. I'm so into this right now that my mind is just like, I'll do that next. Maybe. Maybe. There's a there's a point in the trailer where Moraine tells Lan, you don't even know what to expect with these Forsaken. Yeah, he doesn't know about the Forsaken. All right, well, I'll start flipping tables and get into that. They said this real, is the tables episode. Now you're going to make me flip bad. one. Real bad. Uh, you've convinced me to read Fire and Blood immediately. I've been torn on this decision the whole season. I think it's a good choice. Again, it just comes down to do you want to know the results? Right. Uh, There's not a wrong answer. It's just how do you want your experience to play out? But I also think outside of that, there's still a ton. So I could think five times this year that the show made my jaw drop open. And drop. I know what's going to happen, you know? Yep. So I, I think this is a different kind of animal than, than the original series is. Yep. Uh, it's still a bit over. The showrunners next year is still going to be Ryan Connell. Just uh, uh, Miguel Sapochnik is not going to be his co-runner with them. So. He's going to stay on as like a consultant, I believe. Uh, he's he's still got a, the producer title, but he's not the show co-runner anymore. Like I said, I would be more worried if Ryan Connell was the one who was leaving, honestly. And, and, and guys, you got to realize, like I keep saying, he's got George on speed dial. Yeah, he's going to use that 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 lifeline anytime he needs it. So I'm I'm not I'm not concerned at all, really. HBO should give John Gwynn a call. I mean, I don't disagree. Uh, I want HBO to make all my fantasy shows because they're the only ones that apparently can do <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I would watch a Faithful and the Fallen show so hard. 
Scott, have you read that yet? I've only read Malice. I need to get the rest of it done. Man, how did you stop? Oh, I don't know. Well, it was a choice between that and Wheel of Time. At the well, time. maybe you quit reading the Sun Eater books 900 times. and maybe you I will never it. quit reading the Sun Eater books. <laughs> Ever. Never. Uh, maybe maybe Amazon Prime should adapt John Gwynn. What do you think about that, Scott? You think Amazon Prime could pull this off? Boy, they're just... I don't want to see Amazon Prime do any more fantasy. <laughs> stick of thrillers they're really good at thrillers i think they yeah. are extremely yeah. good at thrillers uh they did great with that i don't i don't want to talk right now about how upset i am about i still haven't watched the last episode of rings of power i've been dodging my kid every time Re- really that. wish i hadn't watched it. but anyway we can keep moving on oh see there you go uh hbo they're talking about dark tower hbo will see it through the end netflix will cancel it after three seasons <laughs> I agree. There's so many twists and ambiguity in the book that uh, yeah, you'll you'll still be pleasantly surprised with a lot of stuff on the show. Mm-hmm. So how many years have passed so far in House of the Dragon? Uh, 2029? Because we're in one twenty nine right 30. now. And the show started at the, at the Council of one hundred one, so twenty eight years. Uh, but you know, we also jumped from one hundred one to like one hundred five or one hundred three. I think one hundred three is when Viserys takes the crown. But uh, yeah, so twenty ish, almost thirty. This first season. And think about Aegon is 20. And we remember his first birthday. So again, that's right. not from the beginning of the show, but that gives you pretty right. clear markers because he said he's 20 and we saw his first birthday. So we kind of can see how time is progressing. Right. Yes, right here. Witcher Witcher uh writer's room. Pay attention to House of Dragon. Yes. I mean, that's how you take your show from like really good to a cultural phenomenon. You know, if you if, and I'm not even why I'm not even like married to the Witcher books. I haven't even finished them. I'm just like Again, that's not something you say. Oh, yeah, we hate no. it. No. Nothing yeah. good can come from that. Because most of your, not most maybe, but a lot of your audience is passionate about those properties. Either They're either passionate about the books or they're passionate about the video game. So why or are both. you going to trash on either of them? Because yeah. that is a significant portion of your viewership. Correct. That's crazy to me. Yeah, it's really dumb. Vagar's size makes me really want Aegon's Conquest. I mean, that's what I wanted when this show was announced. I wanted Aegon's Conquest. I, I think we're going to get I it. I, I think we will get, I, I think for sure. I don't call it like an anthology show. I, I just think it's going to be like just five, six episodes kind of thing. Just a, a, a limited series, I think, is something that, you know, HBO does a lot of those, you know, and I think that that's what they do with Aegon's Conquest. And I love those limited series in general. Because it doesn't feel like a huge commitment. And so if you're like, oh, you know, kind of like you like Mike Flanagan shows, um, you know, in the past, like Midnight Mass and Haunting of Hill House, it, it feels so um, easily consumable when you're like, oh, I'm going to watch this. It's eight, eight episodes total. I love miniseries. So I would be super happy to get more miniseries that were a Song of Ice and Fire related because there's so much source material. I mean, they could just use the House of the Dragon title because it doesn't reference Dance of the Dragons. It references House right, of the right. Dragons. So. Uh, thank you, Kyle. You rock, by the way. Uh, so I don't think there's anyone big enough to realistically portray Craig and Stark. His name is John Cena! There's, there's someone big enough. I just don't know if they want to use that. <laughs> uh, but, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Kind of wish HBO had got their hands on Red Rising. Well, we'll see. We'll see. He's in talks with somebody about something. Anything that you would change from this season? Uh, for me, the only oh. thing I can think that I actively disliked was the race for Aegon. That was about it. But again, it's nothing that I felt like broke the show. Uh, maybe don't do the foot thing just because I'm sick of people talking about it already. 
<laughs> my only big quibble this season was uh, Damon taking on an army by himself. I just thought that was dumb. Uh, so I understand why they did it from a character perspective, but I just thought it looked dumb. I'd have been okay without that. Yeah. Um, I, again, I can't think of like any one thing, but I kind of agree with both. I, I rewatched the the race for Aegon, and it wasn't as bad the second time around. But even Matt, who has no, he has no like um, loyalty to the franchise or the books mm-hmm. or anything. Like even he was like, "What was the point of that? That was like twenty <laughs> minutes of my time to say." I mean, it was just, it was just, it seemed just frivolous, but, um, yeah, I mean, really, if I think back about it, those two episodes that you both referenced are probably at the lower tier of the season, but even still like those two worst episodes I watched were still some of the best two episodes of TV I've seen in years. So I really don't have any strong complaints, but I have my, you know, quibbles as we say, (laughs) Hey, uh, I this episode made the last episode better, even so. I, you know, I, I like episode nine better than I did last week. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after watching it again a week later, <laughs> I have less issues with it. But I still, in, I mean, again, like I said, even the worst episode of House of the Dragon is better than any episode of any TV I've seen in a couple years. Correct. Right. My my lowest rated episode this year would be an eight. Out of ten, Ooh. and know. eight is real time for never. Real time for never. Meanwhile, Rings of Power didn't have a single episode. <laughs> <laughs> so can we pass the hat and buy Dark Tower rights as fans and make sure it's properly cared for? I mean, just, there's been Kickstarters for all kinds of things, but uh, let's I, I, Kickstarter I, that. I will put money down. Yeah, to have really it good. Like I said, king rights are just way too important. Uh, are we getting a show about the Valerians? I mean, that was the rumor. You know, we're gonna get yeah, one there's going to be a, a show about, about the Great Conquest, yeah, uh, voyages, yeah. Great Voyages. Sorry, yeah, so uh, I think so. Uh, has House of Dragon got your hopes up for the upcoming Snow Show? Not me. I, I don't want them touching anything that George hasn't written. Uh, that sounds very Disney Plus to me. I'm I'm going in not caring one way or the other about that, except I'm going to give it a try. But I agree with Mike. There's no source material. I, I don't have high hopes. Yeah, I I would say I'm leaning more Scott on this, where they have earned back enough of my trust that I would watch it. But I don't have high hopes for it because it feels like it's Kit Harrington driving that bus. Correct. It's a passion which feels a little desperate. Like Kit Harrington needs work show. Yeah, that's what yeah. It is. yeah, and so I I don't have a lot of hope for it, but I they've earned back enough of my trust that I would watch it with a good attitude. Uh, how smoothly point. do you think they're going to be able to introduce Allison's fortress, Darren, right? Darren? Darren, Darren yeah. Darren. Uh, fostering an older town in season two. I don't think they even name-dropped him once this season. I, again, I I think I, this season has shown I trust that they know what they're doing. So I don't feel like it'll be have a plan at all. And, uh, I think they wanted Darren in this season, but it was just too cramped. They, they couldn't find a way to, to pull it's a lot him. of names. We learned a lot of new names this season. Will these live streams continue again when season two rolls around in a few years? I mean, if I'm still here, you know, if YouTube doesn't kick me off the platform and, you know, oh, come on. Scott Madison don't get sick of me before then, I mean, I would hope so. Because, I mean, I I don't think there's going to be anything. I did a thing the other day about ranking my top five currently airing shows on TV. And this was, without a doubt, my number one, guys. So, because I love this world too much. And I was like, there's other shows I love. I love For All Mankind. I'm really liking Succession. I love Cobra Kai and stuff. But I was like, 
it's not on the same level because I love this, you know? So I see my, my favorite book series of all time being adapted faithfully. Mm -hmm. It'd be hard to top that really. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought the budget was fine this year, but sure. I'd always like more money, you know, for the show. I mean, I feel like you could feed a small country for a decade on this budget. So I would feel a little frivolous giving it a little more than it had. It, we got a good show with the budget we got. I'm happy I think sometimes constraints make creativity more. So I think opening things up might actually have the adverse effect. Yeah, um, I don't want too much spectacle. CGI and stuff. Like so. I want, like Game of Thrones is like we've always said so many times, Game of Thrones is best when it's intimate, when it's dialogue, when it's scheming, when it's politicking. Of course we want dragons. Of course we want explosions and big battles and stuff. But I don't want a big budget to become a crutch. So, and this is already an astronomical I budget. I don't want the show becoming a MCU third act CGI <laughs> diarrhea bullshit. I don't want that. I, I, that. I, I like it staying the way that it is. Pour that money. I mean, keep pouring that money into the costuming. Great. Maybe, maybe right. upgrade Details. the. It's like, it seems like it's like Rhaenyra's wig looks amazing. Everyone else's Targaryen wig, eh. You know, so I, I think it's it, they could improve that. They could improve the wigs. Yeah. I know those wigs are super fucking. Oh, by the way, I know we've talked <laughs> a lot about Allison's costuming, which has been, I mean, all the chef's yeah. kisses, um, immaculate. But like, let's talk about some of Rhaenyra's dresses. You like her Count Dracula dress this episode? I Red love color? them. I love them. I, I like I the ones that look like her two tone. They're like Jason two tone red and black. I love that. It's sorry, so I, I I've loved her costuming, both both her and Allison, because it, it, it's because it doesn't feel like costumes. It feels like yeah. clothing, and I I just love how it's like she has to wear the like she's the queen, she's the princess in waiting, she's the heir to the throne. She's always looks regal and immaculate, but she literally starts to miscarry and she hikes those skirts up and she's like, oh fuck, like. I just love how they keep it so regal, but it's also like realistic and lived in and worn and real. And I think it's been so important to how how authentic everything feels. So I think, like you said, keep pouring the budget into the details because it makes a difference in the long run. Yeah, I think that the, and shooting on location helps too. You know, shooting on location, I have yeah. to backdrops or, or taking them taking the taking the time to go to actual westeros really paid off her costuming looked great and i thought prince uh jason luceris i thought their uh outfits as they went off to to go treat those with. were cool i didn't really care for the one that was half black half, half, red, black, half red really i kind of dug it, it. Looked like oh, it looked cool. i liked it yeah, I thought but that yeah cool. they're, they're when they're about to leave they look they look they look badass and i feel like i'm watching one of my wife's like fashion reality shows or something with i'm just like oh i love that outfit oh i love that and i'm not that guy you know it's just it's no just, me neither it's, like it, but it helps with the authenticity for sure yes. so check this out amazon dropping the ball with these wonderful fantasy properties if hbo netflix or even disney plus picked up wheel of time it'd be so much better that is low but it's probably accurate you know because i think disney plus doesn't try hard at all but uh yeah at least more than eight gd episodes so I don't understand the eight episodes. That's just a weird number to me. Well, but the story that rings the power told, we only needed four. So, <laughs> yeah, at most. Um, and then when we finally got to a point that would have mattered, they went through fast. But anyway, you haven't seen that yet. So, no worries. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Black Fire Rebellions before Conquest, please, please, please. I think that's kind of getting some 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 traction. It seems like that's getting a lot of. A Black lot Fire of Rebellion would be cool. I want Duncan Egg real bad. I'd be happy for both. 
uh, like I said, I feel like uh, uh, Duncan Eggs, matter of when, not Hope if. So. Ah, that's a good pick for your least favorite thing of the season. Mysterious accent. Yes, I think we most of us agree on that Pretty one. Pretty rough. So, uh, so you're may, having maybe half as many horrible birth scenes. Uh, how I, many? I get why they did the rough birth scenes. Like that I get sense. it. I, I talk about time. This is how this is the number one killer of people in this era. It isn't war. It isn't famine. It's childbirth. childbirth. Yes. Yeah. Like I said, that's why I don't have an issue or a problem with it because it is canon. But I feel like they're using it almost as a crutch to compensate for a lack of smut because they still want it to be um, it in a way. graphic. But they are trying to shy away from because they did get a lot of pushback for leaning on sex scenes to be shocking. And so I feel like they're like, OK, well, we still need to be shocking and graphic, but we don't want to be called. We don't want to be, um, you know, just called out as being like softcore porn because like i feel like they did take that heat for a while and so they're trying to like lean the other way but still be shocking and so i don't i don't have a problem with it from um a storytelling point of view because it is important to realize that we're this is a story about women and sure. ro and royal wombs <laughs> but at the same time i'm like this is four times. This is four she times in 10 episodes. Boobies, HBO. She needs. We favorite. want the titties. Show <laughs> me some titties. Here's my prediction. This was all done, you know, a while back. This was done shooting. My prediction is now they know what a humongous hit this is. They're going to go back to doing whatever the hell they want. Yeah. They don't care. They don't because care we're so, we're in. We're all in. How many seasons do you think the series will last? Well, George has said he thinks it should go four seasons. Season so four. I'm pretty sure it's going to go four seasons. You know, so again, I think they're listening to George now. They tried to make that other series about the long night without him, and it didn't go well, and it got canceled before it even you know could go to pilot. So yeah, which is too bad because I was actually really interested in that one. Sure, I thought that would have been cool. I'd watch it. Yeah. So uh, House of the Dragon was less expensive than Rings of Power. I think uh, every, every show that every show that HBO has right now combined is cheaper than House of yeah, than, than order uh, of Rings of Power. So. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that might be just about it. Uh, so, guys, we appreciate you hanging with us this long. We do this uh, final episode. is going to be a little longer than usual. But uh, I'm so happy you guys joined us for this one because yep. I think we do still plan on maybe a week or two, you know, take a, take a break. Uh, and then around November sometime, we've talked with uh, David over at David Lightbringer about coming on with us and doing a uh, – a season one like wrap up and maybe like a season two kind of preview show. So uh, I'm excited to do that because I think he's got an amazing channel and uh, I love him to come in here and drop some, some knowledge bombs on me and make me look like a noob. And I love it. I love it. I love the improved run. It's great. But uh, again, I I've had a blast, you know, talking about this show this yeah. year. I'm, I'm glad yes. you guys have enjoyed no, it. Well. It's been the highlight of my week for 10 weeks in a row. So thank <laughs> right. you for having me. No, any time. And, uh, I think our next discussion after that is uh, the three of us are going to get together with Brian Lee Durfee and we're going to be talking spoilers for his entire series. And wait. Series is going to be ending. That is the uh, Five Warrior Angels, in case you guys yeah. don't know. And uh, guys, I think if you're a Song of Ice and Fire reader, you might like those books. So maybe Definitely. check them out. But uh, thank you guys again for watching. And uh, we'll talk to you when we do that wrap up show here relatively soon. Take it easy. Bye, all. Bye, guys.